0: This is an attack warning. Repeat, this is an attack warning.
1: Sign on with the devil.
2: All right, so Brandon, I will start with you. What do you think about the comments? I mean, the numbers are staggering.
3: This is going to seem really, really insensitive. We're going to need tank. Jim, uh, why
4: have you looked at this president and said, I I support what he's doing? He's got us locked in a basement. Uh, Frank came to my office, asked me, first of all, he asked me for an airplane ride. So this guy's a wise guy. So I gave him an airplane ride.
3: Like if the Titanic took like four years to
1: sink. Rick. Sign on with the devil.
3: Welcome back to another episode of the Devil's Advocate Podcast. I am Brandon, and I am joined again by Franklin and Jim. How are you doing today, Jim? Pretty good. Good.
5: Had a crappy start to the week, and I am good now. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, sickness is never fun for anybody. <laughs> yeah, stomach illnesses are especially horrible. Oh, man. I, I am a violent puker. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah? I had broken blood vessels all over my face. ugh. ugh. I look like I was in a car wreck or something. And that's why our audience is
3: grateful that this is an audio medium. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to look at him. I have to sit across from him. Uh, Frank, how are you doing today? Uh, A lot better than Jim. (laughs) Yeah, sounds like it. I'm doing great. (laughs) Good, good. We haven't done this feed in a while. Um, I think for good reason, probably, because we got off to a... Uh, pretty quick start with Un-American. If you have not subscribed to Un-American yet, you can go find that on Spotify, iTunes, any podcatcher. Um, after this episode drops, I will drop... It, uh, we can discuss it. I planned on just dropping the first episode of Un-American on this feed, um, so you can kind of get a feel for how that that one is going. Um, but uh, and, and that'll bring me... We'll, we'll kind of skip the... I'll start calling it a silver lining on this show as well. Um, we can skip that for tonight. How are you guys feeling about Un American and, and as it's gone so far, the first five weeks or, or whatnot, Frank? Uh, I love it so far. It's a much different vibe than what we do here because uh, we're focused on, so intentionally on one person. Right. Uh, I thought that would be harder to do, but it's actually a lot easier, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, at least from my point of view, you're the one who preps it, so <laughs> yeah. maybe not. But I, I have headaches on nights, right. but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I definitely feel that to some extent too.
5: Where are you at, Jim? I'm good with it. Uh, great, really. We uh, have a lot of fun, some off the cuff stuff, and it's really well structured. Yeah, I do feel like the,
3: the to to both points that like that structure and that focus on just like one person and one timeline has, is is like something that was nice to like kind of fall into it's it's nice that we at the start of that feed we have already we're four years into podcasting so we could kind of get some of those early hiccups that we had with this one uh out of the way and kind of prepare for them um, but that structure has I, just been... And ironically, to. you would think that focusing on one person so someone's wouldn't have as much variety to it, but with this show, we tended to talk about the same people or the same players over right. and over and over and the same yeah. issues versus Un-American, we get into a lot more niche topics, I think. Right. It leads us into a lot more interesting talking points. Yeah,
5: I, I, I do think so. It's also so. kind of a deep dive on why we hate some of the people that we do. <laughs> it's made me,
3: it, it has made me yeah. learn some things about... People that like I thought that I 100% hated, and then it has made me learn. Like, it's it's good. Like, as far as actually prepping it, it's taught me a lot about the people that we have covered so far because there are some things that, like, alright, I don't disagree with. Every single point that the people I hate make, um, but like, but then usually I find the evidence of why I hate them. <laughs> so, yes. so, uh, so, but because of that format, now it made this one feel weird to prep when I sat down to do it because I was like, okay, well, if I'm doing Cuomo or Marjorie Taylor Greene or whatever, it's easy to go, well, what did you say in September, and then how do I get to October or whatever. This this one took me a second to like fall back into like. Okay, well, how do I cover multiple yeah, topics that have happened? Building a story
5: around current events. Yeah, that have
3: happened in such a short time. I think, I think I've got it.
5: Uh, I,
3: I don't think we'll have too much trouble. But I do want to start off because we last ended, the last episode we recorded was Inauguration. Um, I, so I kind of want to fill in the blanks between that and March. Um, and so I kind of took what I thought were the, the well, I mean, it doesn't matter if they're the biggest three. They're the ones I wanted to talk about since I'm prepping the show and no one else is. Y'all can (laughs) deal. (laughs) Um, But uh, so we're going to start off with the impeachment. Originally, when the second impeachment of Donald Trump happened, my thought was... That, uh, that I would do an entire episode about it. Um, and then I chose not to go that route because I feel like it'll be similar to the Insurrection episode. But I do still feel like from a historical standpoint and something that happened right after the inauguration... Uh, that we should touch on it. So we'll start out by meeting um, the the house managers who presented the case. Um, and the first one we're going to hear is Joel. I don't know exactly how to pronounce his last name. Negus? uh I don't know. It's it's not it's not Johnson. So it's not. He's, I'm I'm dumb. I can't do this. <laughs> um, how do you spell it? Typical American. Yes. Yeah, right. N e g u s e. Uh N
5: E G U S E? Yeah. Negus? Negus. Yeah, it's very very Negus? close Negusi? to our very close to our friend with the last name Negus. Alright, we'll Negus. just say that. Joel Negus. I know that's not right, Negus. but that's what I'm Neguse. going with. say. Uh yeah, it, may, maybe it's like uh the German pronunciation mm-hmm. of a uh, like there's a beer called a goze. It's gose. It's G O S E. Maybe it's real. Like we've Negoze. given too much time to it though. <laughs> at this
3: yeah. point, yeah, we're just being ridiculous. <laughs> um, so uh, Joel. We're going to be on a first name basis <laughs> uh, serving in the House for a second term uh, since 2019. He uh, serves on the G- the Judiciary Committee, uh, Natural Resources Select Committee on the Climate Crisis. He co-chairs the Democratic Party and uh, Communications Committee. Let's hear what he has to. Uh, he, we'll, we'll go through a few clips of him pr- starting off the uh, presentation um, to the Senate run-of-the-mill
6: corruption, misconduct, he was impeached for inciting a violent insurrection, an insurrection where people died in this building, an insurrection that desecrated our seat of government. And if Congress were just to stand completely aside in the face of such an extraordinary crime against the republic. It would invite future presidents to use their power without any fear of accountability. And none of us, I I know this, none of this, no matter our party or our politics, wants that.
3: You think that... You think that nobody wants that, but it seems very much like that is not stronger than partisanship. I'm not going to present this like I'm walking you to the point where he gets acquitted. We know he gets acquitted. That two months out now, uh, we knew based on the first one, the first impeachment, he was going to be acquitted. So,
5: so I'm not going to pretend like we're like I'm just the presidency was less than a month done. So, the 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 current. Congressional Republicans still haven't changed their viewpoints yet. Well, right? and it was like they haven't even come close to transitioning into who they're going to be for the yeah. next four years yet. And it wasn't so. It was dis. It was disappointing to see people like Mitch
3: McConnell, who's come out and blamed Trump for the insurrection, still vote to let him off. Yeah, but it wasn't surprising. No, and we'll get into him in a little bit. But he like it's very disappointing when you listen to. A lot, like, a, a lot of these arguments aren't even arguments about, hey, what Trump, like, a lot of the, the Democrats play here was, you have a constitutional duty. Here's what it is. Let us lay out the constitutional duty. Now you have an option to fulfill it.
6: Impeachment exists to protect the American people from officials who abuse their power, who betray them. It exists for a case just like this one. Honestly, it it is hard to imagine a clearer example of how a president could abuse his office, inciting violence against a co-equal branch of government while seeking to remain in power after losing an election. What you experienced that day what we experienced that day, what our country experienced that day, is the framer's worst nightmare come
5: to life.
3: I do think in a normal world that, that like, with empathy and humility and, like, a, a, a recognition. Politicians don't know how to do that. I know. But with, and they also don't know how to recognize the responsibility of their role. And I think that in a world where that exists, this, this. Uh, The the way that this is being presented Would be enough Remember that they tried to kill you Like Because like With the exception of a few people Who have just That were just uh Trump dick riders The yeah. entire time like Cruz but, and Rubio were safe Yeah But they were gonna Like th- They would have gone for anyone Like it wasn't just Democrats Like They erected gallows for The, pres- yeah, the for president The vice president like you know, so so I think that it's a that it's a decent strategy, legal strategy, in if it was being presented not to a bunch of dicks who like don't give a shit about anything except their own careers, um, you know, and and I and he and goes, then, in that sense, Joe is fighting a losing. He's not gonna. I mean, he's fighting no. a losing battle. He's and doing admirable, but this is for the history books, essentially. Right.
6: Presidents can't. Inflame insurrection in their final weeks and then walk away like nothing happened. And yet that is the rule that President Trump asks you to adopt. I urge you, we urge you, to decline his request, to vindicate the Constitution.
4: Let me be crystal clear. President Trump was not impeached because the words he used, viewed in isolation, without context, were beyond the pale. Plenty of other politicians have used strong language. But Donald J. Trump was President of the United States. He sought to overturn a presidential election that had been upheld by every single court to consider it. I really do not believe that our attention span is so short that our sense of duty so frail, our factional loyalty so all-consuming that the President can provoke an attack on Congress itself and get away with it just because it occurred near the end of his term. After a betrayal like this, there cannot be unity without accountability. And the very words used in the Constitution all confirm unquestionably indisputably, that President Trump must stand trial for his high crimes and misdemeanors against the American people.
3: I do love the the point that he started, that that clip starts out with, uh, being that, like, look, this isn't without context. And, like, you guys can sit here and say that, like, oh, process, process, process. Oh, what? like, we all lived it. And at this point, it was, like, two weeks ago. So don't fucking play right. like you know. The, Two like, weeks ago, and then four years of evidence, and every day of him stirring the pot
1: and right. kicking the hornet's nest.
3: Yeah, um, you know, I just think that like like I'm glad that that line was said because I think that that is an important line for history books. They know that that's all they're doing this for. They know that the Republicans have no more than fucking anything. souls, um, <clears throat> or integrity or whatever, um. And so yeah, it is posterity, and like, but I do think that it's a good line. That like, look, you can, we can go back and forth, but that I mean, that's I feel like that's kind of where we got on a personal level it, towards the end of covering Trump on a weekly basis was just like, look, you can tell me that it fucking means whatever. Like, I like
5: I'm not playing this game anymore. Yeah, we've been up trying to explain him. Yeah. We've been playing this game for four fucking years. Um, I do. Th- the, the guy at every single presser was always playing 4D chess and never saying exactly what he means. Right. They like, n- come on, man. Never actually getting anything done
3: because it was all part of the bigger plan. It's, just, it's like must be a fucking huge plan. Then, um, I don't know. But I also really liked this clip th- because I thought that this. I think that this is a good point to be made. Uh, f- for the same audience. I know it feels like only 50% of the country is listening. Um, but for, for the audience, I think that this is a important point. I should also say real quick uh, before the clip that this is the lead manager, Jamie Raskin, who I thought gave, and I think most people at the time thought, gave uh, one of the most emotional um, speeches of the day at the start of this impeachment trial. Chosen by Pelosi to re- to lead the nine impeachment ran- managers, Raskin was a professional of constitu- a professor of constitutional law at an American university at American University for more than twenty five years before taking office in the House in two thousand seventeen. Um, he also served as assistant attorney general of Massachusetts from eighty seven to eighty nine. The, in the hours before the January 6th attack on the Capitol, Raskin received a standing ovation from colleagues as he thanked them for their kindness uh, since the recent death of his son. Um, and Raskin's daughter and son-in-law were with him at the at the Capitol that day because he was giving a speech um, and because the family, in his speech, he, t- he talked about... In his in the during the impeachment, he talked about how he they he and his family members were there because they had had such a hard time with the I think they buried their son the same week, um and so and they had had a bunch of congressional leaders reach out to them, um and so they were there to give like a little thank you speech or whatever. At that time, the breach of the Capitol happened while he and his family. We're in the Capitol. And um, I, I think that he gave one of the most impactful speeches of the impeachment here. This
7: trial is personal indeed for every senator, for every member of the House, every manager, all of our staff, the Capitol Police, the Washington DC Metropolitan Police, the National Guard, maintenance and custodial crews, The print journalists and TV people who were here, and all of our families and friends. And I hope this trial reminds America how personal democracy is, and how personal is the loss of democracy, too. And all around me, people were calling their wives and their husbands, their loved ones, to say goodbye. Members of Congress, In the House, anyway, we're removing their congressional pins so they wouldn't be identified by the mob as they tried to escape the violence. Our new chaplain got up and said a prayer for us, and we were told to put our gas masks on. And then there was a sound I will never forget, the sound of pounding on the door like a battering ram, the most haunting sound I ever heard, and I will never forget it. My son-in-law had never even been to the Capitol before, and when they were finally rescued over an hour later by Capitol officers, and we were together, I hugged them, and I apologized, and I told my daughter Tabitha, who's 24 and a brilliant algebra teacher in Teach for America, now. I told her how sorry I was, and I promised her that it would not be like this again the next time she came back to the Capitol with me. And you know what she said? She said, Dad, I don't want to come back to the Capitol. (laughs) Of all the terrible, brutal things I saw and I heard on that day, And since then, that one hit me the hardest. That and watching someone use an American flagpole, with the flag still on it, to spear and pummel one of our police officers ruthlessly, mercilessly, tortured by a pole with a flag
3: on it that he was defending with his very life. This moment was was really tough for me when I was watching it live. I remember watching it live and having a hard time getting through this moment of his speech.
7: People died that day. Officers ended up with head damage and brain damage. People's eyes were gouged. An officer had a heart attack. Officer lost three fingers that day. Two officers have taken their own lives. senators this cannot be our future
3: i mean the fact that uh real quick he he goes on and we'll hear a little bit more um but the fact that the republicans had the balls
5: to not convict is fucked like i just listening they base their entire argument off of whether or not it was constitutional right which they
3: had the uh they had the opportunity to to make that heard, and it was voted on fifty-seven to forty-three that it was constitutional, which means it is constitutional yeah. because the Senate just fucking voted that way. Well, even though even then, they yeah. kept the same argument. Yeah, um, and and we'll get into how much of a bullshit argument that is, yeah, and why in a little bit. It's the same
5: thing as you know, saying that Donald Trump won the election, right? Yeah, it just didn't happen. Just yeah. ridiculous. But uh, Jamie Raskin goes on.
7: This cannot be the future of America. We cannot have presidents inciting and mobilizing mob violence against our government and our institutions because they refuse to accept the will of the people under the Constitution of the United States. Much less can we create a new January exception in our precious, beloved Constitution that prior generations have died for and fought for so the corrupt presidents have several weeks to get away with whatever it is they want to do. History does not support a January exception in any way. So why would we invent one for the future?
3: It is it, it is astounding uh, to this me. It's making me angry all over again, man. It is. <laughs> and when I watched uh, the video again today, uh, as I was putting this all together, um, I like, I started to get emotional again because, like, because he does, and he's right. And, like, the thing that is really infuriating to me is I remember after that speech, uh, you know, it's not a... Like, I, I haven't been shy about the fact that I kind of monitor the right-wing assholes on uh, Twitter. It's like, I, I'm part of that world where I see that. Uh, and one of the things that was most infuriating to me was how... Um, they were talking about how he was overreacting and that it was an act, and that like, because I felt that same emotion that act, he huh? has, uh, the like, guy
5: that had his family in the capital.
3: Yeah, um and I and 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 I didn't. i'm I'm hundreds of miles away from the capital, but like s- still feel as strongly about the the capital attack as I did when we did the three-hour episode where I cussed a lot about it. Um, and, and so, like, to see him break down like that made me feel like I was watching it happen all over again. And then, as the impeachment trial went on, I did watch it happen all over again and then be explained to me. And just, like, at one point, I remember during the impeachment trial, I had to turn it off. Because I was like, I can't do this again. Like I watched it that fucking day, and I like I can't watch it over the next five. <laughs> like, yep. um, you know. So now, what's even crazier is the hair brain defense uh, that the that Trump's lawyers I think is is his name Bruce Castor, David Castor, uh. The, the, he was the first one to speak of the two lawyers. Um, and oh, the real idiot! The, 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 yeah. Oh, the, well, yeah. So after the impeachment managers have gone on and laid out the why it, you have a constitutional responsibility, Republicans, to do your duty here, and have gone through the attack, this is what we get from the defense, uh, the defense team of Trump, Donald Trump.
0: If my colleagues on this side of the chamber actually think that President Trump committed a criminal offense, and let's understand, a high crime is a felony, and a misdemeanor is a misdemeanor. The words haven't changed that much over the time. After he's out of office, you go and arrest him. So there is no opportunity where the President of the United States can run rampant in in January at the end of his term and just go away scot-free. The Department of Justice does know what to do with such people. And so far, I haven't seen any activity in that direction, and not only that, the people who Stormed this
3: building and breached it, we're not accused of conspiring with the president. So, is Trump's defense like the best defense that the defense team came up with? Was hey, Justice Department, we dare you. Is that, like, is that the game? Because that's all he said, high crimes and misdemeanors. They they, they would go arrest you. We shouldn't have to do an impeachment. If you committed a crime, they would arrest but you. But as somebody who's watched so much controversy with the most recent president that's not the current president, I know that the Justice Department doesn't do shit overnight. So your argument can't be, well, see, he's not in jail yet. So, yeah. ergo, that doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know that the justice department is going to be what the, tr- I mean, as far as like, I don't think the justice department is going to be what Trump and his lawyers need to worry about. Um,
5: I also I have lawyer friends that are very Republican that both said that Trump can't avoid legal action now. No, not, not especially like so if, if he didn't it's, secret pardon himself it's seemingly inevitable. Uh, there's already a court, as we speak, in New York ready to try. Well, and there's three courts now. The D.C. Well, courts and, I think you should, and the I didn't Georgia. Know, I didn't hear about the D.C. Yeah, courts. Yeah, and the Georgia courts.
3: And I, I don't even think you should look at it as, like, should Trump or even should a former president be, like, you should just look at it as, like, any world leader. Yeah. Should they be held accountable for things they did in office after they leave office? And my response is yes. I don't care who they absolutely. are, yeah, the fucking absolutely. queen or the two King week, of France. Two weeks like, isn't a statute of limitations, and statute of limitations are bullshit. Like, and well, and yeah, to an extent. Some, like there are there are instances, um, but like, if you can, I just don't. I don't like. I have an issue with statute of limitations. Uh, for a lot of things if somebody got raped 25 years ago and didn't say that they got raped 25 years ago but can prove that they got raped 25 years ago like there shouldn't be a bill cosby type scenario where like you can't you can't have statutes and
5: limitations have always just been really weird to me like why is that even a thing because people are lazy. They're like, this is the point at which we're not going to do the paperwork anymore.
3: Like, <laughs> Well, I think there probably are some legitimate reasons why certain laws have statute of limitations, but I agree with you. There are some where it's just like, a, for violence they should be like yeah. there should be none like right. obviously there's none for murder and there should Plus, be other things that like we're talking about this like we're like it's a court it's not this is a political process this trial quote unquote is a political they don't have to prove intent they don't have to prove criminality that like it's a they're not pol- putting them behind bars. No, they're literally just saying that like you can't, can't, can't be president, be president right? <laughs> and they could say like honestly, if they have the votes, they could say that for anything. You like baloney. We don't. That's it. That's our <laughs> last straw. Like it's a fucking political. I'm process. in the don't camp. On right baloney. <laughs> now, they might, and if they did something stupid like that, you would assume that the American voters would then hold them accountable. Well, and also for that. there is nothing saying that you have the right to be president. There no. are plenty of people who don't, like, age is a factor. Uh, nationality. If you're a citizen but weren't born here, yeah. like, if you became a naturalized citizen, you can't be president. There's a long list. Most people can't be president. Right. Like, people, so to say— People to who tried to, to overthrow the government should be on that list. But, <laughs> yeah, to say Trump can't be president, they're like, well, you're taking something away from—no, no, 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 no. No. Not he, unless everybody has had know. way more
5: than he ever yes. fucking deserved. It's a privilege, and at some point, there's Not consequences. Yeah. Right. The defense goes on.
0: Judgment, in other words, the bad thing that can happen, the judgment, in cases of impeachment, i.e. what we are doing, shall not extend further than removal from office. What is so hard about that? What of those, which of those words are unclear? Shall not extend further than removal from office. President Trump no longer is in office. The object of the Constitution has been achieved. He was removed that's such by a, the vote.
3: Oh, it's a, it's a horrible— did, it's, It is. It, it, did Trump's lawyer just admit that Trump lost the election? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he, I don't know if he meant to. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he meant to, but he definitely did. Um. The, but that, But, yeah, that's a ridiculous fucking argument that, like— because the only fucking reason that the impeachment is happening now after he's out of office is, is because, because what he did after the uh, people voted. It's because Mitch McConnell, the, the House impeached him while he was president. Yeah. Mitch McConnell said, we can't do a trial before the inauguration. Like so it'd be too bothersome. So that, that's the thing. People say that oh he, the president can't be impeached after he's out he wasn't. He was he was impeached. During his presidency, yep. and the trial to convict happened after his presidency, and that was because the party of which he is he ran for and led decided that we can't have the trial. And to, it's so weird. Mitch McConnell's like ability to like pass through Supreme Court members with a, but not like he can pass them through like a month before the election, but he can't do it like eight months before an election. But he fucking. Can't have a, a impeachment trial f- f- ten days before an inauguration, but if it goes after the inauguration, it's like, well, our hands are tied. He's a <laughs> private fucking citizen. Like, dude, suck a dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Um. So, so who we heard was it was Bruce Castor, uh, the other the other lawyer on Trump's defense team, Michael Vanderveen. I uh, had this clip that I that I pulled out just because I I think it's a there's an important point that I want to make. I've probably made it before in
4: one of the last couple of episodes, um, but but we have this. They tell us that we have to have this impeachment trial such as it is to bring about unity. But they don't want unity and they know this so-called trial will tear the country in half, leaving tens of millions of Americans feeling left out of the nation's agenda as dictated
5: by one political party that now holds the power in the White House and in our national legislature. It's also a stupid argument. He's operating under the assumption that every American that voted for Trump is going to be disenfranchised if he gets impeached. Right. Also, I will say, I've said... Like, he's me- already not the president, so how, are you di- how can you disenfranchise somebody that's already disenfranchised? Th- the most pri- Shut up.
3: The most privileged person in the country... And probably in several countries, uh, <laughs> you know, like, and and here's the thing, and I've said it before. I don't know if I've said it on this feed, but I like I know that I've said it to both of you. I'm not interested in unity with people who protect terrorists, who make excuses for terrorists. For the, I'm I'm not interested in unity with uh with fucking Rush Limbaugh's audience. There has to I'm be not,
5: consequences for this, right? For a country to be united and harmonious there has to be freaking consequences otherwise you can just be like yeah unity but i'm gonna punch this guy in the face real quick and nothing's gonna happen right but and, unity right <laughs> it, it it doesn't make any sense and
3: it, and it's the- and like in the application is that like oh they don't want unity we do, do does he remember the four years under trump did Trump right. try to unify one goddamn time I mean, anytime make a concession or reach across the aisle and well, and or do anything except like say the people who didn't vote for him were stupid. Right. And, and they're wrong still their idea of un American. Their like, idea of unity is get behind our train. Yep. Like get in line. Come, come to our side. Yep, that's and, unity. And then like somebody's made concessions. That's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not. Um, and so, you know, we've already talked about it a little bit, but, the, but I just think that it's important to hear Mitch McConnell's very different uh, takes on, on the, I guess, his, his constitutional responsibility.
8: President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events of the day. No question about it. The people who stormed this building believed they were acting on the wishes and instructions of their president. So, pretty straightforward, right? That's
3: McConnell's take. Here's McConnell's take two.
8: We have no power to convict and disqualify a former officeholder who is now a private citizen.
3: You made it that way, Mitch. Like, you specifically made it that way. Yeah, if you would have held the trial it, two weeks prior. Right. And he said that, oh, well, we can't get a trial done in five days. This trial took five days. Like, it took five days. It could yeah. have been done leading up to Inauguration Day. And let's not even pretend that most of the uh, Republicans hadn't decided in November if they were ever going to impeach Trump. You yeah. know, like, or How about in fucking 2017. In 2017. Like, right. like, this is all for show. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. uh, As far as disappointed and upset about it as we are, so was Nancy Pelosi.
2: What we saw in that Senate today was a cowardly group of Republicans who apparently have no options because they were afraid to defend their job, respect the institution in which they served. Imagine that it would be vandalized in so many bad ways that I won't even go into here, and that they would not respect their institute. That the president of the Senate, Mike Pence, hang Mike Pence, was the chant, and they just dismissed that. Why? Because maybe they can't get another job. What is so important about any one of us what is so po- important about the political survival of any one of us that is more important than our Constitution that we take an oath to protect and defend?
5: She's damn right. I don't know if I believe that she believes that. Yeah, I was just gonna say that she's right, but she's definitely calling the the yeah the kettle black. Yeah, one hundred
3: percent. I agree. With she's you. been in Congress forever, yeah. but that is but but in this instance. She's not wrong in anything she says of like the point she's making of like they're cowards for like and what and and none of them are more important than this process. If impeachment is the only way to hold him accountable, to hold a president accountable, then we can't just fuck it off. Because if we do, then the president is untouchable. And that's that's king. Like, that's what it is. And she is uh, she she's not happy with cocaine Mitch by any means.
2: Mitch McConnell who when this distinguished group of house managers were gathered on January 15th to deliver the articles of impeachment could not we're told it could not be received because Mitch McConnell had shut down the Senate and was going to keep it shut down until right until the inauguration so for him to get up there and make this indictment against the president and then say but I can't I can't uh, vote for it because it's after the fact the fact that he established the fact that he established that it could not be delivered before the inauguration
3: yeah it's it's ridiculous i think everything that she said in that press conference she went on to like thank the house managers um, for doing their constitutional duty and presenting the evidence, and I think if you watched the impeachment uh, proceedings over those five days, it it was f- like real. It was reliving January sixth, but only agonizingly slow. Like, they they uh, yeah. yeah, they went over every goddamn second. i Glad I didn't and, watch it. Oh, dude, <laughs> there was so I, much footage they introduced. And, uh, there yeah. was a point where like it, because Stacey didn't watch like I watched it on the 6th and I watched it like all day. Stacy did not like she she knew, I think she could tell just by my demeanor that day that like this is probably stressful shit that I should just like focus on my kids and not yeah. watch this shit. So she didn't. So it wasn't until the impeachment that Stacy sat down and was like I didn't realize that all of this shit happened. And uh and there was a point where, like, I'm rewatching it, and I've been watching it for like two days now. And I, w- and and she was just like, in like it was that that OJ shit, you know, like where you st- you're just gonna sit there and watch it, all of this shit be presented. And that's how it was for her. It's but o- for me, it was causing like my blood pressure to rise again. It's a uh, it's like s- sensory overload and fatigue all at the same yeah. time. Yeah, and there was a point during her watching it where I was like, I I can't like I can't anymore. I got to go for a drive or I got to do something but I cannot you sit do here. Different. I can't watch this again. I've already I've already pulled clips on this. I've lived this so many fucking times that like I cannot do it for a full work week. Uh so yeah, I don't know. That was it it, it that it's disappointing to me but very predictable. Uh, that the outcome was what it was, because I think that Congress, no matter what side of the aisle they were on, they had a responsibility to actually show that the system works and they showed that it doesn't. And that is I think that that's a scary place to be going forward because the next time you get a Donald Trump or somebody that the left like looks at as a Donald Trump, we were calling I have him. a
5: feeling that 2024 is going to be the same. All over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean,
3: you could you could say we worry about the Hollies and the cruises and the future of the Republicans, but you also worry about like all it's going to take is someone realizing they can do that same stuff with the left. They can yeah. play the the uh well, us versus them, the elite card. We you know? were calling. Donald Trump we saw we recognized Donald Trump's fascist qualities back in 2015 and started calling them out and people said like oh you can't compare him to Hitler we're not saying that this motherfucker killed 6 million people or has the plan to kill 6 million people but what we are saying is he clearly likes strong men he wants to appear as a fucking dictator like He's going to try to steal elections and shit. He, you know, and, and so I don't know. It just, and then to have people like to, to watch it for five years, go and go and go to the point where every dictator's
5: rise to power looked exactly like that.
3: Yeah. I mean, and fuck dude, they stormed the Capitol, you know, like that Mm -hmm. is, we were seconds away from revolution. And I feel like by not holding him accountable that that is another step in the direction of revolution because like, okay, well, each time the other side gets more pissed off, it, eventually it boils over and something's going to happen. And that's, that's not a good thing to be in, uh, a good spot to be in. So um, I don't know, but I do, but that's all I've got for the impeachment. I, I want to change gears a little bit. There's a different storm that I want to, uh, that I want to look at.
4: More than 620,000
6: waking up without power in Texas this morning, and some seven million people under orders to boil their water before using it. Pipes freezing, bursting all over that great state. So
3: we have, uh, you'll remember in February, a massive storm that knocked out power and uh, really just wreaked havoc on Texas, right? i wanted to talk about this a little bit just because i think that there's like an interesting dynamic here the reason that that shit happened um is something that's worth talking about um so anyway let me let this report go on a little bit more frozen water pipes
1: bursting destroying homes some causing ceilings to collapse.
9: We are
3: sitting here by the fire.
1: In San Antonio, Kristen Haddocks is trying to keep her 11 month old baby warm. Her family's light source is this lantern.
10: Trying to boil some water so we can make some warm bottles for my daughter.
9: We only have three light sources. We have our propane fireplace, one battery powered light that we plugged in before the electricity went out and otherwise it's candles.
1: Julie Crawford has been boiling snow for her family to use as their primary water source.
9: We're running dangerously low on water. So now what we've been doing all day is actually coming outside, getting snow, putting it in our pots and heating it on our propane grill.
1: Hospitals around the state pushed to their brink, relying on generators and water trucks. In Austin, a facility with 300 patients reporting it's losing heat, even transporting patients becoming an obstacle. It is very difficult to drive on the roads.
5: Um, as it gets darker and you, you have ice on the roads, it is very difficult to, to send people out.
1: Officials say this week there have been more customers in Texas without power than there were during Hurricane Harvey. They say high demand and overloaded utilities led to the outages.
3: So, like, crazy tons of devastation uh, people without, like, in being forced into like community centers and shit and makeshift community centers because there's no way to boil water. There's no way for a lot of those people who didn't feel like for people without electricity, to your point in the break, Jim, what are you supposed to fucking do? Like you can't. Um, yeah, you can't cook, you can't turn on an oven, you can't turn on a microwave and if so, you don't, you know. So one of the things that I think is important to this story, though, is
1: why did it happen? Um, and here's some insights. Texas is the only state in the entire country on its own electrical grid. A nonprofit company called the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, or ERCOT, manages about 90% of the state's power, the company now under fire for not being better prepared.
0: We're working 24 hours a day ever since Sunday night to get power restored to Texans. But that's not enough, obviously. We've got to keep that moving down as fast as we can because our only priority right now is getting power to the folks in Texas.
3: This is insane to me, right? This idea that the entire state moved away from anything that had to do with the government.
5: Yeah, they deregulated their, ele- their electrical grid One hundred percent, right? And just just like any other completely deregulated, yeah,
3: and any other deregulation, whether be it healthcare or gun deregulation, it never leads. Where they think it's
5: going to? They just think like, oh, more freedom for everyone equals well,
3: because you can't, uh, you can't well, it w-
5: totally it, plan for this, like this is not something that you can just mess around with and leave to the free market. Well, and there's is- a lot of things you can leave to the free market. This is not one of them. And right. That was the and whole this is a point- glaring hole in like libertarian philosophy right here. Yeah. yeah, and that was the whole
3: point that the way they pitched it because I remember reading, seeing a lot of these news articles at the time of the snowpocalypse that. The way they pitched it through legislation and got it passed was saying that like, oh, it'll be more competitive you'll have more options. The, there'll be so many companies offering electricity right. that the price will drop. And what we just heard that clip is like, no, it's like how much is 80, 90 percent was one company. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, they a one monopoly company bought up everything and now they're like that's well, you can go through them or you could not have electricity. If, if you live in in St. Louis, Missouri, uh,
5: Spire. Amron. It's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It it's that. Spire, Amron, and then your local municipalities for water. Right. Yeah, there's there no, is there's Quiver no River. mom and pop fucking electricity company around there here. There is you know? Quiver River but they're really small and I don't exactly know why they exist. (laughs) Yeah. We we're on Quiver River (laughs) in North O'Fallon and it's just like horrible horrible reliability. Like we'll watch people across the street on Amran still have power when we lose power and it's just like what's going on here.
3: Also, I don't like the way that guy said like we're working twenty four hours a day. You can you supply power to an entire state. You should be working twenty four hours a day every day. Always. Like, always like you should like this should be more hands on deck certainly but don't say that like like that's a, like wow look guys we got out of bed on a sunday give us a break what's crazy here is that like it this doesn't happen if it's not for the deregulation and the deregulation itself is a failure of leadership like it is yeah. w- it's 100% a failure when do of When did they do this? What, in the, the early 2 yeah somewhere like early, early 2010 yeah, I think. yeah. Um, right around, I thought it was right around the time that uh, Ted Cruz was becoming a. I think I, so. I, I thought I, th- he was one of the first things he signed on and for, wasn't Rick it? Perry was governor, right? Yeah, uh, that it, it, yeah, that that fits the timeline. I think so it, it might have been 11. 11.13, 11, somewhere in there. W- there. Yeah.
5: Long story short, like the deregulation, there's no like set standard across the board now with these companies. Like they just. They all operate within their own standards standards of procedure, and I guess one of them that they immediately threw off the table was winterizing your natural gas wells. Well, it's Texas; it's never going to happen here, right? <laughs> Every yeah. time, t- unless there was this thing well, called
3: global warming that just happened to exist, right. Maybe we would, but of course that's a hoax. Climate you know? change, yeah,
5: Chinese <laughs> hoax. If I was, if I'm not mistaken,
3: I'm trying to remember because while it's ago.
5: generally warmer. On average throughout the year, there's also this thing called a polar vortex that happens now. Yeah. <laughs> right, I just and it sweeps over the entirety of North America. Yeah, and and uh, I guarantee you, I don't though, know that's if, how they pitched it to their
3: people. Well, yeah, Well I also uh, don't know like when they were in trouble. What did they like the. the the governor, the mayor of that town, the governor, say, yeah, yeah. What did the governor what did of Texas, the, say, well, yeah, uh, let's what was hear their leadership doing it. Put, he was going on Sean Hannity saying
9: crazy fucking stupid shit. Texas Governor Greg Abbott calling for an investigation into the outages. And he joins us now live to explain outages. <laughs> it's the dementia kicking in. right?
3: <laughs> If you want to hear more about Sean Hannity, you can go ahead up the Un-American feed. <laughs> yeah.
9: um, I don't have a problem. I'm going to be very clear. I'm an all the above guy. Anything that works, I'm all for. Cheap energy, I'm all for. But that would include the lifeblood of the world's economy, gas, uh, oil, old-fashioned oil, and coal. Uh, I'm not against nuclear energy either. I'm not against wind turbines. But my question is, if they have these rolling blackouts, and you got freezing weather. I mean, uh, and they're not reliable. And it's use it or lose it. What good is it? Sean, this shows how the
8: Green New Deal would be a deadly deal for the United States of America.
5: What? <laughs> like <laughs> so, what the so fuck? So my own state did a bad job at regulating its <laughs> own electrical it was, grid it was but A- this is why the green new deal would be bad yeah it's aoc's yeah. fault trust so, us I mean, it, it's in, AOC's in, fault. in
3: his mind what he's essentially saying is that like well look the electricity and the coal that we say is awesome fail but then their wimpy uh wind energy
5: didn't come in and save yeah. us so that like here's he goes on to elaborate like the here. turbines didn't work in the winter which i get that's because you didn't winterize them you want to know where there's wind turbines that are working right now Antarctica. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you fucking
3: douchebag. He goes on to elaborate a
8: little bit. And let me, we'll see if this satisfies you. Texas is blessed with multiple sources of energy, such as uh, natural gas and oil and nuke. But you saw from what Trace said, uh, and that is our wind and our solar got shut down, and and they were uh, collectively more than 10% of our power grid, and that thrust Texas into a situation where it was lacking blackouts. power on no. a statewide basis, uh, That was power that was spread out by that ERCOT organization that you were talking about. As a result, uh, it just shows uh, that fossil fuel is necessary uh, for the state of Texas, as well as other states, to fossil make sure that we were, things uh, we'll that will be able to failed. heat our homes in the wintertime and cool our homes in the summertime.
5: It's the, the the fact that the first thing that failed was the natural gas wells.
8: Yeah. How would you feel if you were
3: a uh, resident of Texas and this is your leadership?
5: Uh, I'm figuring out my plan to move the fuck out. Yeah. No shit. Fuck you, Joe Rogan. You made Elon the wrong Musk. choice. Yeah. Like, if you like the country, there's a few other states that you can live very well. Like the country. Like yeah. go to Montana. Just unbelievable to me. Well, that, and I just
3: want to point out that like Texas isn't a state that has gotten a lot of. Uh, like there's not a lot of investment in Texas in renewable. What do you say? Ten percent? That's not a lot. That means ninety percent of it still comes from coal and yeah, like, a, like traditional well, ga- renewable
5: like- energies. You need large amounts of land to make them work yeah and which they have in texas well yeah but it's all privately owned well it's all privately so owned. Gotta, also
3: it's very republican
5: leaning who don't typically uh, yeah. care get for get renewable your stupid energy. wind turbine off my property
3: well they a lot of their money comes from oil you know like turtles a lot of ted cruz's money that in his coffers for his campaigns come from oil tycoons and and lobbyists yeah yeah it, it's dumb um Yes s- the the, the you, that does not uh, that response or that his response does not. Tell no, him he CG- all he 18. did was he said uh, AOC
5: bad. Here's some talking points about coal and natural gas. Um, Why but, is the governor of Texas even bothering with AOC? Yeah, yeah does the, not affect it's him. It's Fox and it's the easiest boogeyman. Yeah, you can I mean out. Sean Hannity set him up for you know. Look, all I'm saying is I'm cool with my citizens ambience, are but, in dire need, but I'm gonna. Come on here, I'm going to gripe about some legislation and, you that know, was never passed. A
3: journalist would take this opportunity to be like, hey, you guys deregulated your, your energy field. Do you yeah. think that had a problem? Played a what, part. What's your hindsight on that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. A pundit just says, like, exactly, uh-huh. uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, tell me more about why AOC yeah. is bad. And then we'll go to some Depends commercials right. because i got to get my money in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but the good news for Texas is they do have one person in leadership who, uh, who is is going to do everything he can uh, for the state of Texas uh, to get them through this crisis.
4: When disaster struck, Texans came together, helping each other, everyone doing their part. Like Ted Cruz, who brought home billions in disaster relief and passed emergency tax relief for those hit by Hurricane Harvey.
5: Oh,
3: fuck, this is the wrong crisis. Shit. What did Ted Cruz do uh, for this crisis?
6: Despite his fellow Texans suffering freezing, going hungry, some of them even dying. Senator Ted Cruz last night flew to Cancun, Mexico for a family vacation. There were pictures of him at the airport and on the plane that popped up on social media. <laughs> that
3: motherfucker goes to Cancun yeah. after having used Hurricane Har- warm. After having used Hurricane Harvey as a campaigning tool in his last fucking I did really good did. for this natural disaster. I'm gonna uh, ignore the next one. Geez,
5: the one, oh my god, what an idiot! We'll see you guys later what a, when it's warmer again. What a
3: jackass! <laughs> like literally, the guy can't, like, if he's not planning a goddamn insurrection, he's planning a fucking vacation. Uh the hypocrisy gets me. It's it's so fucking... You um, know what's a point that I didn't even know? Because obviously we had a lot of fun with the Ted Cruz bullshit. Uh, over on
5: the Un-American on, on
3: the Un-American feed. I wish that uh, we
5: would have done Ted Cruz after this vacation do I, I Just because it, it would be a nice cherry on top. Yeah, it definitely would.
3: Um, Here's something that I didn't know until I was pulling the uh, the the clips for today um, that makes this so much fucking worse and it's like dude every time I think that Ted Cruz has gone as low as he can possibly go he does shit like
6: this what makes this even worse is that Cruz used police resources in the middle of said crisis to make his way to the sky zone. Houston police confirming moments ago that Cruz's staff requested assistance to get him to the airport.
3: He used a- the fucking police. <laughs> like, he used state resources to get
5: to the airport to leave the state. You know, when, his state when that the police he could be doing something better with their time. Oh, like my God. Going and helping well, out also, citizens.
3: I just want to point out, because when he got there, Pictures came out of him at the airport, and it was confirmed that he had a flight to Cancun. Um, so he, he was forced to come back, and his excuse was, no, my kids just wanted to go. I was being a good dad and dropping them off. Yeah. So you were taking your kids on a personal mission, like on a personal flight to Cancun, and you got the police, the state police... To give you an escort to the airport, right? Is In that not mid- a conflict of interest? In the middle of a fucking ice storm, where like the police probably can't even—like right. they're not driving safely he, either. Well, you don't drive fucking, safe on ice. I'm he, from St. Louis. I know that. <laughs> like, yep. do his children get a police escort when they go to the dentist? Like, yeah, you know, probably. Like, no, yeah. seriously, they probably. Maybe, do. <laughs> I guess. Um, but they probably wouldn't have to if he wasn't Ted Fucking Cruz, the biggest douchebag in American politics. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I love the, the my favorite thing is like after it came out, he did another in interview the where, where Ted Cruz is like, "Well, my wife is pissed because her text messages came out." Well, here's here's a little bit of that. Yeah, he he did have a response, and his response was not satisfying. Following
9: Swift backlash overnight, Senator Ted Cruz saying it was a mistake to leave Texas in the midst of an. Un- unprecedented crisis to take his family to Mexico. He was
6: obviously a mistake Thank in, in hindsight. I, did,
3: I wouldn't have done but it. But you did. Um, but I was trying did. to be a dad. Cruz says the ill-timed vacation was planned on a whim after the power went out at his family's Houston home. We had spent two days without power. AND MY GIRLS WANTED TO TAKE A TRIP WITH THEIR FRIENDS AND, FRANKLY, GET SOMEWHERE uh, WHERE IT WAS WARMER. I FLEW THEM DOWN LAST NIGHT AND THEN I JUST FLEW BACK TODAY. TEXT MESSAGES OBTAINED BY THE NEW YORK TIMES, ALLEGEDLY SENT BY CRUZ'S WIFE, HEIDI, REVEAL THE FAMILY INVITED FRIENDS TO JOIN THEM IN CANCUN
9: AND STAY AT THE RITZ CARLTON BECAUSE THEIR HOUSE WAS FREEZING. While Cruz originally seemed to indicate he was simply dropping off his daughters and returning Thursday, he now admits to planning on staying in Mexico through the weekend and working remotely
3: before changing his mind.
5: I started having second thoughts almost the
3: moment I sat down on the plane. So I, I changed my return flight and and, and flew back uh, on the first available flight I could take. The moment that I got caught, I looked over, I saw someone taking a picture, and I was like, Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Here's the the best part to me about uh, that clip. Ted Cruz's friends don't even like him. Ted Cruz's friends were like, "We got text messages. Like, yeah. is, he, is he in trouble? Here, yeah. let me share the dirt." <laughs> like, you guys were invited to a private <laughs> fucking resort with Ted Cruz, yeah, and you're like, "Let's get sell away, him out. Get away from Snowpocalypse. <laughs> like, we only use him for the free baseball tickets and shit." <laughs> I love the idea that like they get like their neighbors get a message sitting in their cold house. They get a text like. Do we want to go to Cancun with uh, the cruises? And they're like, you know what? I'd actually rather call CNN and and give them these text messages and sit in the cold house. How bad is 35 (laughs) degrees, really, Really? when it comes to, like, the cruises? No, just, like, (laughs) boil some more snow and then fucking call Chris Cuomo. Couldn't Ted Cruz have just been more honest and just been like, look, we're white and we're privileged and we are not used to discomfort. So we fucking left our goddamn dog in the cold and went to fucking Mexico. I forgot they left their dog. They left their (laughs) dog. My, my favorite God. part of that. My favorite part is that Ted Cruz came out and said, "Like, oh, I thought it was creepy that someone took a picture of my dog, like sitting by the door." And people were like, "I think it's creepy that you left your fucking dog in a cold house. <laughs> yeah, don't yep. do that, fucking asshole, man. We brought him inside. If you're, go- if you're gonna leave him to the elevator. a refrigerator. Leave him outside. <laughs> like, oh, dude, he just is not. And what makes this story a dumb and dumber moment? What makes this story I took care of it even better." <laughs> What makes it even better to me is that his Twitter nemesis and nemesis in the Senate, she made some moves in Texas. Uh, Oh, I I, thought you were going to say Devin. Devin, No, his nemesis, AOC, uh, did Ted Cruz's job for him.
10: When disaster strikes, this is not just an issue for Texans. This is an issue for our entire country. And our whole country needs to come and rally together behind the needs of Texans all across the state. And, you know, as was mentioned earlier, disasters don't strike everyone equally. When you already have so many families in the state and across the country that are on the brink, that can't even afford an emergency to begin with, when you have a disaster like this, it can just set people back for years, not just for days. And so we have tragedy in this state. We need to rally around the state. We need to rally federal support for Texans and the state of Texas. And we need to make sure that we make short and long-term policy decisions so that this kind of devastation, preventable devastation never happens again. And so I'm incredibly excited. You know, I think that uh, as as Representative Garcia mentioned, we hit $3.2 million in assistance for Texans across the state just last night. And I think this shows that New York stands with you, but the whole country stands with you. And as we as, as you mentioned, uh, Representative Garcia, you know, we're in Texas, so we've got to go big with that support. And so we hope to go even bigger. We hope to hit even more. Who knows, uh, you know, if we can hit even four. We'll see about that. Um, but, you know, we really need to make sure that we're getting food and assistance to people across the state. As was mentioned, here at the food at the Houston Food Bank, no questions are asked. So you come up and you need
8: help. You
5: do not have to prove a damn thing. Local um, good on her. Like yeah. and, and, and I don't I, see how you could possibly hate on that in
3: any way. I, I am really starting to like AOC a lot more than I did when we started. Well, she's, GDAP. she's figured it out. She's grown. Yeah, I think so too. Um, like, but good on her for going to Texas for raising. I don't know what the final count was, uh, but I know I'm pretty sure it was north of like four million dollars. That she raised in just a couple of days for them, while well, Ted Cruz was like plane hopping and shit. Well, no, no, he he handed out
5: bottles of water when he got back and made sure there was when a he photographer get, did he, nearby. Did yeah. he toss him like a basketball like Trump did with the, the paper yeah. towels right. in Puerto Rico?
3: <laughs> wearing his, go for three, go for three. Wearing his fucking Fitbit that's just a lie yeah. on your wrist. That's yeah. just a lie. We know. We can
5: see the spaghetti gut. Ted, <laughs> yeah, Let's fuck out of here. Uh, but really, what and also, what is a what is a pack of bottled water do when it's like absolutely freezing outside right yeah and and i'm not saying that. like i get if you can keep it warm enough you can actually have drinking water in your house for people that have burst bursted water pipes right
3: I'm not saying that it's bad that he hands hand, hands out water, even if it's just a uh, uh, I do think that doing it for the purpose of a photo app is is bad and is a
5: shitty thing to do. Especially uh, after you getting caught red-handed. But that's well, the point. You're, like we're using
3: you, charity as a as a. Uh, you've also been caught. This like, doesn't mean away. shit. You, yeah.
5: It doesn't mean shit. Like
3: you left. You would have been abandoned sippin- ship. You would have like, been sipping a margarita instead of handing out water. Had someone not gotten a th- picture of you in an airport. And what's crazy crazy... crazy is the amount of times that he got caught he got caught when he left then he fucking lied he got caught about the reason he went down there he got caught about when he was coming back yeah he got caught about like he threw his children under the bus yeah like being like well my kids were cold like yeah i'm sure they were but you didn't think like they wanted your kids wanted to go to cancun and all the kids wanted to go to cancun yeah fuck you yeah and if your kids would go to disney they live in
5: texas they could have went to the down to houston and the coast and just been on the The beach down there. I refuse to believe that kids that small wouldn't be like, I want to go to Disneyland, where they know it's warm. Here's the thing. If your
3: kids get to say, I want to go to... Another country, and they get to like one within the twenty four hour yeah. period. Just a, just on a whim. everyone, like, just on a whim. everyone involved in that. Just on situation. a whim, we're gonna go
5: stay at the Ritz Carlton. Yeah, you fucking, in Mexico, you privileged pieces of shit. And then bragging <laughs> like, the
3: text messages that get leaked that like, oh, we're getting a really good rate. The six hundred dollars. What was the line? Room. Yeah, the other line was like, the, and they have really good security. So don't like uh, implying like, I know it's Mexico, guys, but don't worry, they keep us white people safe down there. The only. <laughs> Right. The only thing that would Don't venture off the yeah, resort. The <laughs> on, stay in the Ritz. The only thing that would have made that that t- the text message exchange better is if their friend was like, "But are you guys coming?" <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll go and we'll take the cruise rate. There some, can uh, you guys see You know what? The people who leaked the text message, I bet they had already bought tickets and then like a minute later they got that message and like, "Return Fuck. the fucking tickets, God damn it." You know the cruises are going to Mexico <laughs> now? Shit. I told
4: you not to <laughs> talk about that hotel.
3: Oh man, so yeah that that was the uh, that was the Texas storm. That that whole thing was was ridiculous. I don't know that every time I I just think I'm gonna keep saying it because maybe if I keep saying that Ted Cruz can't get any lower, he'll just like obliterate his any chance that he has in the in the next election, which would ultimately be beneficial for not just Texans but for everyone in the country. Um, so you know, but man, oh man, that guy. Ever since the ever, I mean, his entire career is it. it it's a stepping stone. Like you can watch him climb the rat the ladder of just of. It's like two ladders. There's a fascism ladder that he's climbing, and there's also the like he's just can. Cons- consistently dumber it's like, like the every MC usher painting where like the ladders go up or the stairs go up and yeah. down as S- he's falling down morality he is falling up the fascism ladder <laughs> yeah and like the stupidity ladders must be on like even parallel parallel peril- yeah. yeah because like he's just fucking dumb like every every single thing that he's done do you think is just stupider than the last thing do you think he's he done? will face consequences for this i think he'll lose over this yeah. I mean, he the, barely he, won yeah, against. he already almost lost. So against Aurora, yeah. which is crazy to me because, like, he should lose over the the, the not recognizing the election results and for uh, for egging on an in insurrection.
5: Yeah. Uh, not recognizing the election results probably helps him. And that is the most them. evil right. thing
3: he's done. This is this is evil in a. He doesn't care days. about he right. doesn't care about his constituents. We no. all knew that, but this is a like This is a blatant yep. like This is proof. Yeah, 100%. That, like, when shit got tough, his first thought was I can leave. Yeah. Don't care about everyone else. Like nope. why would I? Not it's at not all. It's not like I work for them. So, I'm going to switch gears because I do want to talk about uh the the last topic I want to talk about before we uh wrap this up is uh Biden's major um accomplishment a uh, legislative uh, accomplishment in the recently signed stimulus package um we had been talking well, we've talked a lot over the course of the uh, 2020 about all, the cares act and whatever the skinny bill bullshit not, like we the heels act the cares yeah, act, yeah we've gone through all of that and so like i i felt like th- this is something that i've been keeping my eye on uh a lot and it, it was kind of the pitch i mean it was the pitch it was the pitch for uh for warnock and uh who was the reverend uh, uh or it was reverend ossoff, War- ossoff and john warnock. ossoff and, and reverend warnock uh, it was their pitches as to why uh, the the voters should come out and Rogging two thousand dollar checks that turned into fourteen hundred. Yeah, that, that is a bullshit way that they did that. Just from optics, I is. get why they did it that way, but they should have just always been like, okay, we'll we'll just give you fourteen hundred more instead of saying the two thousand thing, because then it just yeah. looks like, all right, well, you guys up here. From optics to be going back on your word when you didn't have to do that in the first place. You could have. They just did have to. I do buy the fact that like, hey, Unity, let's come to the table. Let's we're gonna meet in the middle. This is what we're supposed to do. We will. We will do like you gave us. 600 600 so we'll okay so we'll yeah we'll we'll be fair about it and I don't like I'm not even upset about that I think obviously 2000 would help Americans more than 1400 right but at this point any stimulus getting passed is good well and I do think that the size of this bill and the all of the things because one of the big holdups in the in the fight with the last stimulus packages is and and benefits and all, all of that was that you had two parties one in control of one body of congress the other in control of the of the opposite body and it was just like they're just never going to meet in the middle. So somebody offers 2 trillion dollars and the counter offer is like, "Yeah, but what if we do like 20 bucks in a Big Mac?" Like that doesn't fucking work. <laughs> and what if we go to Cancun and you figure it out? Right. And then and, and then when it was the other when it was the Big Mac side to make the offer, they're like, "Well, what if we give a bunch of money to NASA and the White House?" And and then the Dems were like, "Yeah, and like trillions more for other shit." I really it's for me And like, I know I've made my my position on the stimulus shit and and politicians. I feel like the Democrats are the lesser of two evils, but in general. um, But I feel like with the stimulus packages over the course of 2020 and now into 2021, it's really hard to say that the Democrats are the bad guys in these negotiations. Like there is a lot of money being spent, but there's a reason for it. And it's also short term money being spent like you're talking about you like you're trying to stimulate the economy when the economy gets shut down. Right. So you can't it can't just be everybody fend for yourself. And it seems like that's what the, the Republicans only like care about future generations sometimes as long as they can sneak their shit in, right? Only when it generates voters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. One of the interesting things, though, that happened, the House, we knew the House was going to pass the stimulus bill quickly uh, because they had the bigger majority. The question was, is the Senate going to be able to pull it off because they do, because it is a 50-50 split. They need every single Democratic senator. And there are some Democratic senators that are in kind of conservative conservatively voting states so really are they going to be able to pull it off and the friday night before the vote happened um or or i guess yeah the friday night before the vote happened uh we had an intense moment where i think some people kind of got a little
9: nervous for a second And joining me now, the man who this week seemed to control all of Washington, D.C., Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia. Senator Manchin, thanks so much for joining us. So after changes that you pushed for, enhanced federal unemployment benefits now expire about a month earlier, and there's a new income cap for writing them off on your taxes. I have to say, you represent one of the lowest-income states in the nation. Why were you fighting for less help for citizens during this cruel economic time? Well, Jake, first, let me just say it's always good to be with you, okay? And next of all, uh, all I did was try to make sure that we were targeting where the help was needed. Right now, we're getting $300 to people who are unemployed by no fault of their own. I want that to continue seamlessly. I think that basically, if you look at all the things that we've done in targeting, how we help the families, how we help their children uh, with child tax credits, there was so much more that we were doing. We're giving more help to individuals than ever before. 300 was seamless. It continues on through the end of August if needed and that's what we tried to do when we put the cap on Chuck there we've never given this is the first time we've ever allowed for tax deduction from your uh, unemployment benefits and basically to be fair for the people out there working all the time paying their share of taxes that was something we were concerned about also so we limited it to 150,000 we capped it that anybody over 150,000 could not use that offset anybody below it that struggling and working more The middle class is able to do that that was a fair compromise we worked through that and got it done
3: um a lot of people were a lot of liberals were mad at joe Manchin for i holiday. was one of them i remember uh i was initially because i didn't know what the game was i didn't i knew that it was important to like it was important to biden it was important to the country it was important to the democrats For this stimulus to pass, and so for one guy, uh, senator of West Virginia, to to hold this, the whole thing up, when, like, you guys have, you guys told people in November, we need the Senate so that we can do this for you, now we've got one Democrat who's going to be a thorn in the side, I was one of those that was initially upset, too. The reason that I pulled this clip, though, is because I do think it's important to show that negotiation isn't horrible like there are things i think that the trade-off was in the end decent i don't think it's a perfect trade-off um but i don't know that i think his concerns were were like altruistic and not like you know what i mean no go ahead i i think there's more of a selfishness to what he wanted like because, like, the what the interviewer pointed out, like, well, the, your constituents, you represent some of the most unemployed people in this, you know, one of the most unemployed states. Yeah. And you took away additional unemployment benefits. Do you think, though, that his – that it, it could have been the game just to show the ability to negotiate? Like, because I don't think that that's a horrible thing. We live in a time where – We neither side wants to come meet the other side for any reason about anything. And I think that even if Joe Manchin was doing it for selfish reasons, the selfish reason he was doing it for was how do I look to my voters? And if I look like I can push back against my own party and... Well, I think that's why he did it because now he can run and say like in, in a pretty... But I don't. You know, like, I don't think that's a bad example. To I set. don't think that's a bad example. But I think if you're gonna uh, seek compromise, don't do it like the stimulus. Uh, Republicans voted twice to pass the stimulus, so it's not going to be as, as divisive of a wedge issue. Right. And I think it's important having just won the presidency and Georgia. I thought it was more important to uh, show a united front, and like even if we have to get Harris to take to cast the tie-breaking vote, this is something the country needs. We said we were going to do it let's make it smooth and, and seamless yeah and then we can worry about concessions and coming in the middle when we talk about what in th- immigration or you know what other things we want to do we'll give then what do you think about what do you guys both think about the trade-offs do you think that in the end the trade-offs are good or bad or are they just okay they're there um, because like the the trade-offs there are that the The unemployment benefit was going to go from the current three hundred dollars a week. Uh, the unemployment benefit was to four hundred dollars a week, and it was going to go through like mid September. And now it's going to go through like the end of August. Uh, so like a couple of weeks, it's going to end a couple of weeks earlier. It's not going to be four hundred. It's going to stay at the three hundred that was passed in the last one. It's just going to be extended, but also one of the things that he got in exchange was that, as he mentioned, the the first like ten and a half, I think ten point five, k is not taxable, which is different. Like that is not something that uh, the unemployment benefits that people had have gotten through the pandemic are taxable, um, and so with that which being, which is just weird. Can like, people get one hundred in- <clears throat> In unemployment, I didn't realize you can get that much a year.
5: Well – does so it like match when, what you if normally make? If you're is fired from your job? No, it's a percentage. Like, your unemployment is, what, oh, okay. 60% of what? Something oh, like that. okay. Yeah.
3: I didn't realize. I th- almost, I've never been on unemployment, so I kind of just assumed it was a flat rate. Yeah. But like, there, there's like a tiered, much.
5: Like, X amount of months unemployed, like, it'll start going down. Yeah. If, if I'm not mistaken. I don't get it. If, uh, if you know, if
3: there's a such thing as a minimum livable wage, why wouldn't you just give <laughs> it, like, figure it out? That's the one thing. But, that...
5: like, taxing unemployment just seems really weird. Like, we're, it does, we're or, giving you this money. But we're going to take a little bit back from it. Like, okay, why don't you just give me less from the get-go? Well, and I get, right. and yeah. I get
3: uh, Joe's point of like, well, that's not fair to people who've been working and pay taxes because, like, if you're not going to tax it, that's hurting them because they're actually fronting the bill for it. Right. So how about we have a cap of how much we're not going to tax, and then after that we'll tax it? Like, I get that minutia of it, but that doesn't seem like a, a big enough concession to me that, like, don't – A, that you wouldn't even need to hold it up. I feel like you could get most Democrats on board with that one aspect. Yeah, I think – yeah, and so in that sense, maybe you're right. Maybe there was, like – maybe that aspect of selfishness and, like, the wanting the spotlight to be on me. And and maybe it is. Maybe he's just a dickhead who's like, ah, I can can flex my muscle here and show the Democrats how important I am if I – threatened to hold this up maybe that's what it is i don't think that the final bill though is horrible like i don't think that that people lost a shit ton
5: off of that negotiation i'm indifferent like the one thing that i will say about unemployment stop this unemployment boost stopping in august versus september uh i think is fair just because we might very well be out of this by august I mean, if right. if the
3: vaccination stuff goes the way that yeah. it seems like it's it's going, it seems
5: like it's going considerably faster than what they had planned. If we're uh, being optimistic, we should we should hopefully see a job boom in August. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, of course, everyone has to get back to work and businesses had to reopen, right, and have enough money to do that. But there's also the idea too that like the Democrats will still be in in power yeah in that's august true. so if we're well yeah it, absolutely
5: we can get a continuation if need be yeah if we're not there but i think yeah. that
3: I, I think the concessions, like in into the i'm okay with it. i don't think it's the worst bill in the world the stimulus but there are things when like we're gonna take it from we're gonna drop it a couple months before unemployment we're gonna you know mm-hmm. have the deadline a couple months earlier and we're gonna drop it a hundred dollars like i'd be okay with one of those i don't know that we need both of them as a compromise yeah um yeah yeah, I'd
5: give them a less amount of money for longer, or you know, I don't know. Although, well, they, yeah, because say even there is a job boom in August. Like, I've been on job hunts. It doesn't take a month, right? You can be sitting there on a job hunt for four to five to six months. Yeah, it takes yeah. a while sometimes. Yeah, um, and you're also going to have
3: a boom of people going into like looking for like there's gonna there's a lot of pe- there's a lot more people looking. And doing that oh, job yeah, hunt, absolutely. so it's con- it's going to considerably drag out that time for some people, um, just because the because of the saturation of the market and the availability. Um, so so yeah, I mean I think it's definitely something that can be uh that can be pushed again if it needs to be pushed again but i do think that overall like, like it is a good it is a win for biden it's a win for the democrats it's a win i think yeah, that it's a, win, it's a win, for, win for the country um yeah. because the amount of money that it puts into schools the amount of money do you, that, um, do you think this is gonna be the last stimulus we see if you had to take a guess are we is this gonna be the third and third and done is this
5: the third or fourth it's if depends. it still looks bleak in july they'll probably do another one yeah I think it depends. I could on see
3: I could see an even more targeted one of like ju- we're just yeah. trying to make yeah. businesses survive so there's jobs to come back to. Yeah, you know? yeah. If
5: it's still bleak in July, they'll start talking about extending the unemployment as yeah. well as a possible another stimulus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm going to be optimistic it. and hope that we don't need that. Right. I, I, I want the stimulus check, so I'm either way. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me another one. Right? One for the road. <laughs> well, st- you did three. Come on. Four is, four is my lucky number. Well, speaking of. St- Every other country's done a lot more than three. <laughs>
3: right. Speaking of stimulus checks.
0: We are showing it's possible to get big, important things done.
2: In the White House Rose Garden, President Biden and a group of socially distanced Democrats celebrated their passage of the law that
6: made those payments possible, the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan.
0: This legislation includes the biggest investment in child care since World War II. That's not hyperbole, that's just a fact.
3: It does do a lot. Um, I'm going to read through a couple of things that the stimulus package does. Uh, and then I've got one more clip for you before we wrap this up. Um, so obviously, we've talked about the $1,400 stimulus payment, where, where we think we're what we think the possibilities are beyond that. Um, there is another, uh, we've talked about the $300 unemployment benefit. Um, I do think that something that's important to note as far as the stimu- what's in the stimulus package, um, expanded child tax credit for twenty twenty one, which is worth more than the stimulus checks. The new law expands the child tax credit that it currently allows for families to claim, up to a two thousand dollar credit for children under seventeen of age. The plan extends the benefit to lower income families who otherwise wouldn't receive the credit. Families can claim up to thirty six hundred per year for a child under. Six and up to three thousand per year for those between the ages of six and seventeen. Uh, the plan also removes a provision that you have to make twenty five hundred dollars a year to receive the tax credit, and it makes the credits fully refundable. That... Wait, so twenty five hundred? Twenty five hundred a year. So if you're like poor, 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 you don't qualify for it because you don't make a you don't pay in enough to get it back 2,500 is really low 2,500 is fucking not like there's no way in hell
5: you could live in this country if you made 20 no $2,500 absolutely not and the uh well I
3: think a lot of people (laughs)
5: do but they end up they're people who live with their parents or they're right they have very limited expenses I get it I can see that I get it on that but man you you would have to like try to make that little of money a year. While working, yeah. Well, I think also
3: it depends. Like, if you live out in the middle of nowhere in
5: a town that doesn't have a lot of opportunities for... There's no way you could have a year-long full-time employment for that.
3: No, I... Like, not... And not live on the street like i like, like how
5: maybe you're self-employed doing odd jobs one day a month yeah i mean it could be a thing where you physically can't work like you're well i think even disability i mean the only be, way I I could, if you
3: own a, if you have like a t public store and that is your source of income <laughs> and you made like you sell four bucks, t-shirts yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> i could see that um but in addition it will expand the tax credits for one year to help cover the cost of child care uh families could get back tax credits as much as half their i'm sorry families could get back as a tax credit as much as half their spending on child care under the for under child for children under the age of thirteen up to four thousand dollars for single child and eight thousand uh or more for or for more children i botched that shit but that's all that's good like that is.
5: I may have to look into
3: this. <laughs> yeah. That, that is uh that's a really good thing. Um student as as it relates to student loan debt forgiveness through forgiving student loan though forgiving student loan debt has been part of the discussion since January Senate Democrats and the president have different dollar figures in mind. Biden on February 16th said that he supports canceling $10,000, Democrats said $50,000. Um so that was not in Yeah, $10,000 doesn't mean anything. That's no, that's it, a semester
5: at Lindenwood. Dude. Yeah, that's that's bullshit. That's a semester at Lindenwood. <laughs> that kind of
3: that that's one of the that I remember when he said that uh Frank you getting really upset about that. Um, yeah. because that was something that's like dude that it kind of shows that you, where United you are on the class p- scale that you can't yeah. like that you can't understand that $10,000 isn't shit. Like yeah. man And even, I believe even when
5: 50 doesn't cut it for most universities no. no
3: you know when you look at av- the average uh debt that a student is in like 50 grand would make a different make enough of a yeah, difference it, that they yeah, would be able to would. pay it off you know right
5: ah depends on how long they've been out of school on whether or not it'd pay it off yeah but i mean i think most th- people i know because i asked them sister, like would
3: 50 grand like get you out of debt and they're like if not most of the people are like it would get me close enough that it would be a goal it would be a my reality sister's been out of college long can. enough
5: that it'd get her out of debt but it, i'd I wanna say Umsel for her entire education was like eighty grand. It'd
3: at least be a nice chunk. And this is just yeah. UMSL,
5: University of Missouri St. Louis. If you're it's at
3: least a decent enough chunk that if like if you owed eighty grand and now it's dropped to thirty grand, okay. Yeah. That is considerably yeah. more helpful than dropping eighty grand it's to seventy doable. grand. Yeah. That's the same fucking number uh so let's talk about uh, vaccine money more than 131 million vaccine doses so far have been distributed to the u.s and more than 98 million administered with the country on track to meet the administration's goal of 100 million uh jabs in the first hundred days of his administration biden said that by the end of may the country will have enough supply uh enough supply to vaccinate every adult in the uh, in the u.s the goal then becomes having enough for enough of the other supplies as well as people to administer the vaccine. The president's plan sets aside $160 billion for a nationwide vaccine program that will help state and local governments get the vaccine into people's arms. Uh, the bill also addresses funding to reopen schools during the pandemic. Getting students back into the physical classroom is a critical piece of the economic recovery. The new law works to return students to schools by having a majority of Kindergarten to 8th grade classrooms Safely reopened in the first 100 days Additional money for state, local And, tri- and tribal governments um, They did not add anything about The $15 minimum wage That's one of the things that I would have liked to see um, address, <laughs> a- Addressed Addressed <laughs> more, more. Um, If you don't like Damn. We can debate whether f- we're talking about 15 or like whatever um, But that And that's is, uh, when they say concessions I was like alright that's a concession That, that is, could be like alright we deal with that bill by itself yeah. it's yeah. not a writer um, the new package will also extend the eviction and foreclosure moratoriums until September 30th the plan will provide $30 billion in rental assistance for renters and small landlords especially for low and moderate income households on January 20th Biden signed an executive order extending the eviction ban through this month which means that it may not be part of the new final stimulus bill at all um, so That's a little bit about what is in the stimulus bill. Um, I think, overall, it is uh, that it's a win for Biden. And I I do think that it's a win for the country. And uh, at least uh, CNN agrees with me. This is
6: huge. This is huge, Gloria. Well, it
2: it is. And I I think back to the presidential campaign when Joe Biden at first said, you know, I'm going to be a transitional figure in the Democratic Party. And if you look at this vote, and you look at what is in this COVID bill that Abby just outlined before, you understand this isn't transitional. This is transformational. every
5: Republican vote against Uh, it? Yes, some of it is zeroed out a
2: year or two, but you can always renew it. But this changes America. It changes the face of America. It is a policy revolution, and it is a revolution that makes sure that people who have suffered during COVID, who are at the bottom end of the scale, get the benefit of this legislation.
3: I think she's right. I think they might be uh, like they're obviously excited because they like that's the way that that uh, that network leans, um, and so they might be over selling it a little bit but i do think that they're right that it is a transformational bill it is good um that it it addresses the the poorest people um but jim to your to your comment in between the clips no republicans voted for it at all not a single one and what's crazy to me about that is like they knew it would pass so like why wouldn't you just it's just want, posturing. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just a few anyway, 15 for fuck's sake, just be like, yeah, we're on board because we know we can't fucking stop it. So we yeah. might as well say we gave you the money, but what's crazy. What, like it, it's nuts to me because I, I, I sh- it shouldn't be because I know what they're going to do. Every Republican in, uh, I've, I don't know if it was both chambers, but I know in the Senate, every Republican voted against it. They're going to go home for the next year and a half leading up to the midterms and try to tout the good aspects that come from it. Um, They're going to go home to their constituents and say, well, look, we got you. We, 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 we unity like, no, dude, that's not what happened. That is not what happened. Uh, You know, the the Democrats could barely get unity. And like that's not true, but the Joe Manchin thing
5: made it a stickier situation. I don't. I don't see how you could get a one hundred percent no. It just it. It's baffling. It. It, it is. Uh, Mitt Romney even that means Mitt Romney voted against it. He voted um, against it over a, like a hundred billion dollar difference. Yeah. Am I right. Mean, right.
3: Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it was a very pedantic fucking reason.
5: Like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. He's Your like, tri- I want to, I want to trim this much out of it, it's and just tr- that small amount makes me vote no. It's two trillion dollars. Don't be a dick. Like,
3: don't be a dick. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it is really disappointing. Uh, it, it's predictable. Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't expect that it to
5: get a single Republican.
3: If it would have got a re- like, is there
5: just that much animosity right now?
3: I yeah I think so I and I I just think, I feel like
5: that's the only reason you'd get hundred percent notice. There's just so much animosity. I think
3: they're lost. I don't think that they know where they don't to,
5: even know where what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, they
3: don't know where to go. Like, do they go back to the
5: Trump people? Do they yeah. like? Is that who they're trying like,
3: to appease?
5: Every morning at breakfast, they all sit down and like. Uh right, do we know what we're doing today? It just nope.
3: I just okay. wonder if like if Trump's presidency made every single one of them shitty at math because if you looked at the fucking polls this was a popular bill on all sides of the political spectrum. This had tons of support. It was close to you at one point it was close to 70%. I think it ended like the final bill passed in like 62 to 65% of people all people polled. Uh, no matter what party they af- uh, associate with like this bill. if you go look, you know, I've talked uh, for d- over the years about uh, using comment sections I- on social media as a as a, a a loose judge of the of the temperature of yeah. the political climate. go look at anything talking about the any article talking about the passing. Of the stimulus on Facebook, and like there are considerably less angry faces and sad faces than there are likes and hearts. and hearts, yeah. you know like and, and like a lot like the ratio it's the 90 ten Texas ratio, right? like the, it's, I, I think the thing is there is no danger for Republicans in voting against it because like yes, there there will be attack ads run like they voted against giving you the stimulus bill. But it's not going to hurt them politically. No, because they're going to do the same thing. It's going to be one of the times where they pretend they care about future generations, right? Unless they're spending, uh, you know, fuck Donald Trump spent six trillion dollars. Nobody, there were no Republicans talking about, oh, yeah. this is going to fuck our grandkids. As if Democrats spend the money, that's when it's time to re- resort, re- retreat uh, to the partisan corner and and choose your talking point like it's a fucking card in a game um i don't even think that they always know what their talking point's gonna be it's like cards against humanity they just pull it
5: out they're like
3: (laughs) yeah muslims bad uh you know
5: raise a finger in the air figure out which way the wind's blowing so that'll do it for this
3: episode of tdap though uh i you know i I said that I would like to do a monthly we'll we'll see. I that that's still my goal. I would like to We um, said we would like. Yeah. We, we, would. we did. Um so but we will have another episode soon. Uh but in in the meantime, you can follow us on uh you can follow us on T D A P Dark on Twitter. We have a Facebook page. Um you can listen to us weekly on UnAmerican, American at Real Un American on Twitter. Uh, I'm not going to do all of the links on this one, um, but episodes are available for Un-American Weekly, for TDAP, you know, when we do, and, uh, after this episode has dropped, I'm probably going to wait a couple of days and then drop the first episode of Un-American so you can kind of get a feel for that one, um, yeah, I don't know. I have decided in the last episode I said because it's 2021 and the Trump administration is gone we're not going to do alternative facts anymore because there are no alter- alternative facts anymore but have you there heard of, Yeah, have you heard <laughs> of this, this bitch uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene she is a walking alternative fact um, so I decided that we will we'll keep the alternative fact through 2021 and whatever this show turns into post-Trump years uh, so with all that Said, "Here it is, your alternative fact of the week." You see,
2: it's unfortunate that our colleagues on the other side of the aisle use race as a tool to push their agenda. We're here in this country; every single one of us are equal. God created us equal, and thank God we have a constitution that affirms it. And if we are to do anything, we should look as Americans as one because we're the citizens of this nation, and all of our policies and laws should serve our american people not divided up by identity or politics or any other category and, and it's shameful that we've come to a place after we had come so far and um a, a, and achieved so much generations of black and hispanic men do you want to know what holds them down gangs being in gangs and dealing drugs is what holds them down the lack of education is what holds holds them down.
10: The Devil's
3: Advocate Podcast is a Feverheart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condit and co-hosted by Franklin Everhart and Jim Hellman. If you like the show, be sure
9: to subscribe and leave a review.